Hi, everybody. Sam Gonzalez here. Welcome to this new experimental show that I'm trying out. Um, I'm cutting this from the end of the show into the beginning of the show because what started as me trying to get my stream working because we're going to do top five Hispanics, like overall Hispanics. Um, for some reason, it might have been Twitch uh, streaming football, but we weren't able to do the show that we intended, which was top five uh, Hispanic people historically. And then we were also going to talk about uh, Ariel being black and elves being black and all that stuff. So what ended up happening was I went to my other computer, tried out a stream there, did some black flag. That was a lot of fun. That got that working pretty straightforward. Got to do some more tests and get some more things going, but otherwise pretty good. And then over here, uh, this stream was fucking up hardcore, uh, and it fucked up a little bit here today, but uh, ultimately it started working, and then I started messing with the lights, and I had this idea for a show for a long time. Um, when I was depressed, I had the idea for the show to talk about my moods based on the different definitions of the mood sad happy sad whatever and just go sad happy sad yeah those are my feels sad happy and sad and so um but then i thought maybe i could do something else with it because i have these cool lights that do colors and what if i talked about different emotions that i was feeling at the time and how it related to maybe a topic of conversation or a couple things in the news um and i Honestly, I think it just worked out a bunch of concepts in this episode that you're about to listen to. It starts off as just me testing some shit. Then it goes off into me doing a rave with the lights. And then it goes into me with the premise. And the premise of this episode is all my emotions. We went through what? Anger. Yellow is fear. Or, yeah, yellow is fear. Green was envy. Uh, purple. No, oh, blue was sadness purple was boldness we didn't get to romance I f I, purple was supposed to be romance but boldness i liked um so we go through the rotation of the colors and the theme was i guess you could say it was like started with like governor DeSantis and greg abbott being dipshits and mean then we go into masculinity then we go into um a bunch of different things it's very free of thought conversation very very free flowing stream of thought it's just me with my colorful lights and the darkness. Um, gets a little introspective, gets a little dark. Not too dark, but a little dark. If you don't want to hear about being a pallbearer or fear of dying and stuff like that, not too much of it in there, but it's there. So if you're not in the mood for that, you can go ahead and wait until you're in a better mood. It's okay. This is one of those podcasts where it's a completely 100% experimental. I don't think the guys even know that I'm doing this. So um, I'm going to leave it up for now. And uh, you all can watch it. And uh, people who are watching it on Twitch aren't going to know what the hell's going on because it's going to be a two-hour show and the beginning is just going to be fiddling with technology. So for those of you listening in post uh, on Audible, 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 we're not on Audible, on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, which I think that's where people listen to us most. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you do watch on Spotify, the reason why we do a video podcast is because they can do video on Spotify. So if you have unlimited Spotify or you have something like that, you can do it there. Uh, we also put all these shows on YouTube. Be sure to be sure to, I'm very tired. Be sure to go to YouTube, search the Mexcellence. It's youtube.com slash the Mexcellence. That's the only time we have the Mexcellence as the phrase. 
um, or just search the excellence. You'll find us. We've abandoned our archive channel uh, because we're making money on our main channel now. So be sure to watch all the ads and do all those things. Um, we're on Twitch, so be sure to catch us every Tuesday and Thursday. We're going to do a show Saturday to catch up for this stream that you missed, even though you got a stream on Thursday night of me rambling and all my goodness. Uh, oh, what did Greg have to do? What didn't he do? What didn't he do? Well, if you want to know what he did, continue listening. Thanks for joining me. And uh, yeah, don't have a name for the show yet. We'll call it like Sammy's Introspective sh- Color Show. Sounds kind of cool. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll title it that. Um, yeah, that's it. Welcome and enjoy the show. Or not. Fucking hate it. And be like, go back to doing the scene countdown. And it's like, okay, we'll do that. We're going to do that Saturday so you guys get your regularly scheduled content. But I l- people who have been joining me right here like the show. So I'm going to listen to them. Because they seem pretty cool. And it's actually a different type of show, so I wonder what a different type of show would do. Who knows? Well, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Welcome to... Sammy's colorful introspection emotions show featuring colors or whatever. Folks, I didn't even get to my second water bottle. So I'm going to go ahead and rest up. Get those TikToks done Friday. Uh, we have a TikTok right now about Namor and Atlantean supremacy. So go like that. Follow, subscribe. If you're from TikTok... Thank you for watching. Uh, I'm probably going to delete all of this. So this is just a conversation between me and Rico Hero. 647 and Key. So uh, let's see here. Schnickerdoodle. I can say whatever I want. It's going to be lost of time. No one's ever going to know this existed. And yes, I am holding this water bottle like a cigarette. I have big hands. I can do that. <sighs> Smoking water blunts. That's not, I guess that's the blunt. Water bongs or something. Bloop, 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 bloop. I'm fucking tired. I'm getting weird. Isn't it fun to watch me not be a character, guys? I also thought about doing, like, rants where I'm just, like, my authentic self. And I think that might be a little terrifying. What does it say? Oh, it says you're 14 minutes. I'm 13 minutes. Yeah. Um, 420 hydrated, of course. Um, where I just, like, to cut the lights and I just fucking get dark with it. Like, just embarrassingly, like, super. Let me see here if I can find the app real quick. But just get super, like. Uh, these are my thoughts in my head. I'm so sad all the time. Let's see if this does anything. It does. Hey, what? Here we go. Boom. Welcome to the real Sam. Let's make this brighter. <laughs> Whoa! You can't even barely see. Purple, you can see. Personal take stream? Not even personal takes. Like, just my thoughts, like my sadnesses and my happinesses and my angers and stuff like that. Like, let's do a scene. Uh, no, let's do a celebration. Um, you know, I get in moods. I'm very moody. So when things don't go my way, I get all annoyed and weird. And it's relatable, I think. Also, instant party is very nice. Dark, oh dude, Dark Sammy, dude, oh my god, <laughs> despite the, 
<laughs> the party lighting. <laughs> Despite the party lighting, I'm so dark and whimsical. No, um, fuck it. Let's do some examples of me fucking ranting. Why the fuck not? Oh my god, fucking DeSantis and Greg Abbott are motherfuckers, and I hate their fucking guts. Mostly because they're playing with migrants' lives. Mostly, at this point. I mean, I hate them for a lot of other reasons, too. But I'm not allowed to hate people because it's impolite to hate people. But, like, I work in politics now, and... I see every day all the stupid, wasteful bullshit that Greg Abbott does for this fucking state. And I don't even like this fucking state that much. Puro califas, we. But, um, might as well fix it if I'm going to complain about it, right? So, um, spending millions of dollars on Border Patrol agents that don't, literally don't do anything. And they're just out there sitting around doing not a goddamn thing. And... Um, DeSantis just being a cruel motherfucker on behalf of other cruel motherfuckers and him being the fucking most popular guy that's probably going to be the Republican guy coming up that is so I would be I would be disheartened if Trump wasn't president before but now it's as exactly as it expected and honestly fuck it I could even get into the aerial thing preview to my fucking thoughts because we're going to do it on Saturday but, um, like, the DeSantis thing, the Greg Abbott thing, people that support those people. Why did I sound like Kermit when I said that? Um, like, they're fucking monstrous people, man. And so, like, when those people think everything's a culture war and talk about, but Ariel can't be black. Because science says that if you live deep in the sea, you don't have melanin in your skin. These same people who are worried about the science of mermaids, who, by the way, are not real, um, care about science. And they're probably not even vaccinated. They probably thought the vaccination was a bunch of fucking jokes because of scientists lying to you. And climate change is a fucking lie because the scientists are lying to you. And the earth is flat because the scientists are lying to you. But mermaids, fucking mermaids, those motherfuckers, they're white because science said so. Also, you can't have dreads in the water because you know black people don't get their hair wet. Ah, waka, waka, waka. You know, it's like that same thing with like Namor. They came out the water in the trailer and they're like, the first thing you see is his wet back. And I was like, I made that joke nine months ago before when he was announced, when they said that he was going to be Mexican and it was very easy to make that joke and people made it. And one guy made it and put on TikTok and got a billion views. And I'm like, we got to do better, <laughs> but that's what people want. People want to be outraged and people want to feel attacked and they want to feel like the victim because we're all technically victims right now because things aren't too hot right now. Um, you know, inflation sucks and I make, I'm making, I was actually making some pretty good money and then inflation hit and it's like, Oh, I guess I'm making the same amount of fucking money I was making before. Fucking sweet. Um, but, I, but I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of I'm a millennial. And so I know all the pain and suffering in the world. Like fucking shut the fuck up millennials. It's fine. Everyone goes through pain. It's all fucking bullshit. It's just the timing pretty much sucks. For ours, that's pretty much where we lie. 
you know, like nobody murdered our political ideologues in cold blood, nor did the FBI do that yet. We'll see. But like nobody murdered Martin Luther King. Nobody murdered JFK. Nobody murdered X. Nobody murdered the guys in Black Panthers. Get mad at me. It's fine. I hadn't seen the movie yet. Um, Fred, Fred Hampton. There you go. Actually, I remembered. Um, murdered Gandhi. Murdered Bobby Kennedy. They, we, they murdered 3,000 people on TV. They blowed up some buildings, and that was pretty terrible. But, like, you know, it, it goes with it. It goes with the nature of the land of the free, home of the brave. Nobody, people, clearly, people don't want that. Clearly, people want to be enslaved or to be uh, told what to do or to tell others. Probably to enslave and to tell others what to do, probably. More so. They, they want to be in charge. They, want, they see the history books and they go, slavery, that sounds like a great idea. I get to be the master of a plantation and I own people. What? That sounds great. Why don't we do that anymore? That's what they say. And it's like, yeah, we, we fought a war over that and we decided that people are people. <laughs> so you kind of have to treat people like people that them's the breaks kid. Um, it's like Ariel can't be black because she's the the melon in her skin can't reach the bottom of the ocean or whatever the fuck and it's like that's what you're talking about or there's the biggest fucking uh dog whistle bullshit um that I've had people of all colors and races say about the aerial thing that goes kind of along with the science thing the take and other things where it's like you don't you you just want to be in control which is why don't you just give black people their own stories and put money into their own things and give them original characters that don't steal from the the white stories that are ours? It's like, shut the fuck up. You don't care about black stories. You don't care about Latino stories, Latinx stories, Hispanic Heritage Month stories. You don't give a fuck. And the thing is that you don't give a fuck because you don't want to give many options to those communities i've started to realize that it's not that mexican shows or latino shows are inherently bad or that um black shows are inherently good or bad or whatever it's that there's not enough of them still and so when you have such a diverse culture as latinxes or latines or latinos latinas whatever there's so many subgroups, subgenres, and there's such a history of colonization and random indigenous places of populaces that I realize it's a fool's errand to try to lump them all into one. And I think that's what's hilarious is that people are still trying to, and you just can't. And what's even funnier is that by trying, like, I think I'm winning a little bit because I chose Mexicans because I am Mexican. And I'm like, I'm not trying to say this is like a Latinx podcast where we bring in Puerto Ricans and Dominicans and Chileans and Hondurans. I'm not saying they're not welcome. I'm not saying that we're never going to have them. I got to meet some of these countries first. Um, but it's like, I don't say like, oh, this is the Latin excellence. I could say that. 
I could have called it Latin excellence and try to be as broad as possible, but I realized like, no, broadness is going to get you nowhere. You need specific, hyper-specific, unique to the people. And I got Marcos and JJ. They're literally border kids. Different border than me. It's not San Diego TJ, you know, San Ysidro kids. Um, I have my experience with LA kids, which is a different type of immigrant Mexican child, teenager, adult. Um, But like, Marcos and JJ, they have the stories from the border that you hear, like border town kids doing antics and bootlegging liquor and stuff. And that's not an experience a Dominican's going to have in New York. And I'm not trying to speak to that audience because I can't. If they like what we do, fucking great. Fucking great. Welcome, Dominicans, all 35 of you. Statistically, um, you're welcome here. And Puerto Ricans, everyone's well, everyone's fucking welcome here. I don't give a fuck. Trans, gay, uh, bisexual, asexual, pan, dulce, all of it. You can you can be here. It doesn't hurt me to for you to be here. It's what the future is, and that's what I'm realizing. The difference between like the people that are gonna be old and elderly quick, and the people that are like me, where you're gonna try really fucking hard to keep on top of the game and you're going to fail a lot. I'm going to fail at not knowing the latest trends. I'm going to fail at not knowing what is and what the hot thing is and how I should say and what I should say to not be ostracized by the community by not being the racist uncle at Thanksgiving. I'm going to mess up sometimes. I've said many a time that I would be racist towards robots, androids, you know, not synthetic life, if you will. Because they don't have a soul. They don't, they're not people, right? But if my great-granddaughter comes and she's like, Grandpa, I know how you feel about androids. Here's Byron. He is an android. He has no human parts. He has no brain, human brain. He has no human heart, but I love him. And I'm going to be like, Lady, that is an algorithm that has tricked you <laughs> into you loving it. It says all the right things. It knows all the right ways to go about it because there's probably some sort of advanced level surveillance I can't even imagine anymore. Byron the Bionicle, exactly. Um, I don't know why Byron was a funny name to me for that. Um, So like, I'm going to lose a step and I know and I accept that I'm going to lose a step and I'm already losing steps and millennials are fucking losing their mind right now about them losing steps. And it's the exact same trap that boomers are in. It's the exact same trap that Gen X is in. And it's going to be, it's starting to be our turn, the millennials, is that as time goes on, as age and life goes on, you're going to lose, you're going to lose it. (laughs) And whatever that it is, you're going to want to have it back. Now it's like your groove, if you're Stella, it's your groove. If you're a former athlete, it's your athleticism and your good knees. If it's, um, you know, your sex drive, you're going to want to fuck all as, as many times as you want because that's what society tells you to do. Uh, if you're a woman, you could say you want your looks or you want your uh, charisma. Or you want eyes on you. That's common. I'm not, And that's not the only thing. They want the same things as we do, respect, and they want their good knees too, you know. Uh, hola, hola. Let's stay gold, Pony Boy. Link Pones Ganon, welcome back. Um, this was a test stream, uh, because my th- shit wasn't working. 
and now I'm monologuing. I was playing Black Flag, um, but yeah, I'm monologuing. I'm, this is a new thing I'm trying, um, where I just kind of say my thoughts freeform, and uh, it's working out pretty well so far. Um, I like it, even though the rave lights are probably fucking up the tone. What I would probably do here, if you want to get fucking cool with it, let's fucking, we're experimenting here. See, I thought about doing like mood based. So purple, let's see, cool blue. Purple, I'm kind of cool. Let's talk about love. Fuck it, red, love. This was my concept of doing show. <laughs> doing of doing show doing show based off my emotions and having a color represent fuck it this is fuck it experiment time we're doing it welcome to the show everybody this is sammy's deep thoughts i'm sammy gonzalez and uh each color we're gonna go through emotions so i'm just gonna pick a color and go through my emotions right now um red could be anger what am I angry about? I already talked about what I was angry about, even though we're starting fresh from the show, and this is a brand new cut. Fuck it. Purple will be love. Red is anger. But yeah, going back to Ariel's stupid thing. <laughs> and I don't mean that Ariel's stupid. I mean that people who think that Ariel being black is stupid are stupid. Um, Care Bear Stream. <laughs> Putting love on my chest. Um, yeah, man. I can't, I'm getting better at having more hope of stuff, like of not losing hope. I was in a pretty bad spot a couple of years ago. It's a couple of years ago now, which is fucked up, but during the COVID 2020, that winter of discontent um, fucked me up pretty bad. I was very depressed, very isolated, very sad. Show wasn't where I wanted because it was all remote. I hate remote podcasts. Um, I was single the year prior in 2019 because I was in, and I, it's fun to say it now. It's not fun to say it, but I was in an abusive relationship. I would consider it in 2019, 2018, 2018. Um, yeah, it's not a fun time. It's another, I'll, I'll get into that on a real episode of this. This is just a sample. Um, so yeah, she uh, fucked me up pretty good. Where like I couldn't go to sleep, my heart would race with anxiety because I was like, yeah, something bad gonna happen to her because she uh, did not want to be on this earth for most of our relationship. And it wasn't because anything I did; it's just her brain chemistry. Um, and then her brain chemistry would happen at an inconvenient time for me, and I would not help it. So um, yeah, we're doing the red light special. Honey B789 Blue Light Specials where my dad found me in uh, Kmart on sale. Uh, no, this is a new experiment I'm doing because I'm just testing the stream and I decided to get real deep with the shit. So, um, yeah, point is, she didn't want to be on this earthly realm and uh, fucked me up for a long time. I know this is not supposed to be about love, but I'm um, talking about anger. But I was in sad space, angry space, and. I went started going to therapy and that was great. I still go to therapy. It's been a while and I'm holding up. Okay. Without it, just timing schedule stuff. And, um, not so angry anymore. I used to be angry a lot though. Cause I grew up in the central Valley of California where there's not much to do. Uh, we'll put it this way. 
Um, Fred, the Central Valley is the meth capital of the world, and they wanted to shoot Breaking Bad in Fresno, and Fresno City was like, no, we don't want that image of us. And so then it went to El Paso, or New Mexico. Is El No. Albuquerque, I'm sorry. And then they got pizzas on the roof, and Fresno could have had pizzas on the roof and industry, and then they didn't because they didn't want that image of themselves out there. And that makes me upset. Mostly because there's lots of meth. And what's funny about meth, <laughs> very few things funny about meth, was that there was this girl I knew who shall remain nameless. She's in my photography class. Kind of a chubby girl in high school. That was fine. I was chubby. I'm always chubby forever. And she um, was chubby, and I followed her on Facebook, and I went to college and stuff, and I saw her losing a bunch of weight. And she had mentioned that she wanted to be on a certain type of antidepressant to lose weight. And so, and that was in high school, and I heard her say that out loud. She's very open about it. And so she lost a bunch of weight. I go, oh, it must be those antidepressants. She's probably doing fucking wonderfully. California is messed up now. Well, it's because I'm not there, man. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so she looks great. She's losing weight and stuff. And then she has a child. And she gets bigger. And I'm like, okay. Child, bigger, makes sense. And then um, she has more and more kids. And she's bigger or whatever. And whatever. And then she's tatted up kind of a punk rock girl. And she has a tattoo on her arm with a date. And mind you, this is, this is years into like just our Facebook friendship. And she's like, I've been clean for six years now. And I'm like, clean from what? And I look in the comments and apparently this whole time she was on meth. The whole time. She's pretty much probably outside, probably start of senior year and into college. And I'm like, fuck. I got to start doing meth to lose weight. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, shit. Shows what I know about drugs. I've talked about all of my mishaps with the drugs in the sense that drugs are around me and I don't know uh, uh, how people like people do drugs around me. And I'm like, Whoa, how are you doing drugs? We are peers. I thought cocaine was for 80s villains, but apparently my peers were doing cocaine. Um, no, meth, like legit meth. Um, my peers are doing meth. Um, fun fact, I had an ex-girlfriend long, long time ago, long, long time ago, who did crystal meth a couple times. And she didn't tell me. She's like, I did like five times. I'm like, how do you do crystal meth five times and not get addicted? That's kind of impressive. Um, so I've dated people who've done crystal meth. <laughs> I dated one person. Um, but the point is... Um, those are angry times at Fresno. My first year of college, I was heartbroken. I was mean to everybody because the girl I went, the girl I liked had sex with another dude, like in a relationship. Like we weren't together. Like we weren't together. I just liked her a lot. And she had a boyfriend who apparently as history would come and have it, uh, was a scumbag and a terrible, 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 terrible person. Um, but yeah, she's like, I had sex and it's great. Are you happy for me? And I'm like, no, it should have been me. And I was a piece of shit to everybody in my dorm. Cause I was so sad. I was so fucking sad, man. People are watching. This is crazy. And, um, this is my new bit. This is my new dark bit. Uh, I'll rotate through the emotions I'm feeling, tell stories and do all that stuff. 
See what ha- see what happens. Fuck it. Why not? Um, these are all stories I'll eventually tell. I've or have told already. These are like my stories um, about an ex girlfriend who had did meth a couple times and abusive ex girlfriend and uh, meth friends and all that stuff. What up, nasty? Who's this first time chatter? Nasty Natty one twenty one. Uh, this is my moody uh, experimental show. That's late at night uh, that I didn't plan on doing. And I'm probably just going to incriminate myself. But yeah, these days I'm not so angry anymore. Like that Paramore song. If you guys love Paramore like I do. I'm not angry anymore. Well, sometimes I am. I don't think badly of you. Well, sometimes I do. Uh, uh, it's done. It's fixed magically. My stream was all fucked up. That's why I'm even doing this in the first place. Fix, fix, randomly. I'm just talking about my feelings. It's fun. It's cheaper than therapy, too. But go to therapy, people. I recommend it. But I'm not angry as much. So... And I was already talking about things I was angry about, which is the aerial people, which I'll get into and I'll be more angry about as time goes along. So Saturday's show will be back and fun. What's the next emotion? Uh, yellow. Not scared of anything. I'm scared. Oh, yellow works. It's not a very good yellow. Let's see. Uh, yeah, you can't really see it as yellow. It's a yellow belly. Yellow is fear. Um... Fear of dying. Not that I'm gonna, like, I don't want to, or like, it's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, death sucks, Wiener, and I've not been around it a lot. The last funeral I went to was my grandfather. Wait. Gra- wait. Grandmother, I'm sorry. Funny. Not funny. Um, Facebook reminded me that yesterday was the day that we laid her to rest. Recipes, Grandma B. I love you. Miss you. Um, that I could talk about that. It's like, because death is funny. Because everyone's got to do it. We're all, we're all there. Like, it's just going to happen. As a pain in my side <laughs> starts happening. Ah, it's time. My kidney's going to explode. Um, but being a pallbearer a couple times now, it's pretty fucked up. That's not fun. When you're the biggest, strongest dude in your family, and then you got to be a pallbearer, like, hey, you know this person you've loved your entire life? You want to fucking bury them? <laughs> it's like, duh. Yeah, it's a great honor. It's a great honor, they say, um, to bury your loved one while other people get to grieve. You have homework. You have a job. And caskets are fucking heavy. And I'm not particularly strong. So, like, luckily, my, I've done it a couple times. Um, my grandma, fucking tiny woman, tiny woman. I don't remember. I don't remember my position. I'm, uh, I forgot if I was rear back. I think I was rear back because I'm tallest and youngest. So I think my brother was in the front left. Um, and then I was front left. Because I was the strongest one because I'm bigger, but I don't have terribly good grip strength. Um, for my friend Don's father, my friend Don, good friend of mine, had his dad pass away. This is actually Don's dad's chair. 
sounds weird, but get this. Uh, Don's dad was, I think, like 6'5", a couple hundred pounds, big dude. That was a fucking heavy casket, dog. Whoa, is that a butt? Yo. Wait, is that a butt? That's kind of crazy. Uh, welcome, aficionado, whatever the fuck. It's crazy. Uh, so I won't penalize you for that, but don't. I'm, I'm being dark and deep right now. Don't be putting butts in my chat. <laughs> Anime butt. Um, I have six siblings. When my sister passed, the six of us thought we were going to be emotionally strong enough to be her pallbearer. We played ourselves hard. It, yeah. Um, the emotional part's one of it. Good thing about Mexican men. Shut that shit out. Just shut it out. No, you could just cut the feelings and do the job. Um, my fault. I just want to show the <laughs> No worries. Um, like I said, uh, 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 this is my experimental show. It's probably going to be deleted. Um, so yeah, being Paul Bear, um, for my friend Don's dad, fucking heavy. I was heavy to the point where it's like, because they can tell you, you can go, you can either have the car, you can help move the cart, have the body on the cart, and cart it over the grass, or you can carry it. And you really have to look at your squad and be like, are we strong enough to lift this casket? Now, my grandma B, very small lady. That was fine. My grandpa Sam, taller dude, but very frail at the end of his days. And so that wasn't terribly bad either. But my friend Don's dad, big dude to the end. Extra large chair is what this is. Big and tall chair. It's a very expensive chair. That's why I kept it. Uh, Don gave it to me. And I think his dad was cool. He knew me. I met his dad a couple of times. Cool guy. Um, I almost lost my grip. <laughs> I was like, I fucking can't. And then I got close enough to where I could double hand it to make sure it was on top of the thing and, um, saved embarrassment. Cause who drop, who's going to drop the casket? Who's going to be that guy? Usually guy. Um, that's going to suck. And then, you know, yellow is fear. Yellow is the light. I look uh, some sort of reddish, but yellow is the light. Um, my grandma's 89, 89 last week, a couple weeks ago. She's getting up there, but she's still healthy as an ox. So it's like, I don't have to worry about it, but you know, Mexican ladies, man, they're immortal. And I think that's really cool that she's immortal. (laughs) Until her time. But it won't be for a while. And if it is fucking 89 years plus, 90 years, my other grandma be 90-something, 96, I think. Her mother, 102, almost 103. Like, they, they don't make them like they used to. So, um, yeah, I look forward. I look forward to honoring their memory. Ooh, you like that transition? Give me a little less. Envy. I don't know. I don't envy anybody right now. Green with envy, they say. Or Hulk. She-Hulk's pretty cool. I Last episode was a little boring. But that's okay. Things are allowed to be boring. Um, let's see. That's a long time and a long life. No kidding. You can ask for more? Also, I like how half people left. They're like, this is depressing. It's not depressing. It's how I think. 
the problem is I will just put these in my head and they just bounce around and I don't have too many people to talk to them about because it just ruins their fucking day or they're just confused. They don't know wh- where the thread of thought goes. Um, but yeah, I'm not envious of anybody like, what do I envy? What do I want? I think that's the problem. You have to know what you want to be envious of somebody. Um, or you have to, maybe with envy, you have to believe that you're not going to get the things that you deserve. Um, and I have a pretty weird karma brain for someone who doesn't believe in like karma directly that if you put out good things, good things come to you. If you put out bad things, bad things come to you. So like if I'm envious of somebody, it means that they have something I don't and I want it. Let me see. Let me look up envy. Define envy. A feeling of discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. I want a house, but not anybody in particular's house. I guess the people who have like... I guess I'm envious of the people whose brains don't do what my brain does. (laughs) Where it's like, my brain says, be creative, do them excellence, and and you better not quit, you fucker, or you're a failure. Until you see it through to whatever ends that is. Um, But like, I I wish my brain was like, hey, you're happy doing accounting and you're good at math. So you get to have a job where it pays pretty well. You can leave the job at home and your or leave the job at the job, come home to your family and kids and just enjoy yourself and you make a good money and you're not stressed out and all that stuff. Um and like he said, you envy that? Are you envying my creativity brain that you don't have creativity? I mean, it's pretty beautiful, which is why I don't have too much envy in regards to that. My brain sees things, and when those things become reality, whether it be with a show that works or a TikTok that's funny or um, a piece of art that comes together, that's pretty fucking awesome. And there's and like if I do an event and the event goes well, there's rarely a better feeling. The only problem is it's very hard to get that feeling. But I don't envy anybody else's possessions because it's just stuff. I realize there's too much shit anyway. Um, there's things I want. But once again, I think I can get them. So I don't envy that person has a great camera. I don't envy that guy has 100,000 followers. I don't envy that person has a million subscribers. Like I don't envy Mr. Beast. He's a young man who was able to find success being a weirdo and having the confidence to do that. Maybe I just wish I had the confidence to do the, some of the things I did and wanted to do. But it's not active. I'm looking for it. I'm seeking it out myself. Uh, qualities. Do I envy? Like I said, qualities. Yeah, I guess I can envy some. You know, like I said, that brain that just chills the fuck out. Um, but I'm not like neurodivergent or anything. Nobody's unless I don't know. I could be fucking mad and nobody told me because I can hide it well. Um, there's a little madness in there, but I don't think anything chemically wrong other than that one time with the depression. That was fucked up. But even then, I didn't even want to die. That was the fucked up thing. My brain was like, you want to die, motherfucker? And I was like, no, I don't. You stupid idiot. Like, literally, there was like an A side, B side of my brain debating like, hey, depression was like, you want to fucking die, don't you? And then like my core monkey brain was like, no, survival forever. Um, 
it makes me sound like a crazy person, but, um, you know, I have conversations with myself in my brain going back and forth and I think I was just doing like a Schmeagle thing where it's like, you know, <laughs> he don't want you. He don't, lo- he don't love you no more or whatever the fuck. Um, I forgot that scene. It's been a while. Uh, or qualities or luck. Um, I used to be envious of people's like luck with women. Like, oh man, that girl, she's so fine. I wish I could get her with a girl like that. That guy's so lucky that he has all these women. It's like, you have to just try. You have to just try, and then also, like, in recent time, if I look at the scope of, like, the last five years, I've gotten with every girl, or at least, like, tried to get with. I've dated and gotten with every girl I've wanted to, for the most part. And I realize that even now, like, I'm dating somebody, you know, I'm in a relationship. Don't put that out there. My family don't know. Um, And, like, I wanted to date her. Like I, I saw image pictures of her and I'm like, man, this girl's beautiful. And then she'd post stuff and she's like, that's pretty fucking cool. She seems really fucking cool. And a DM here and a DM back and a DM there and a DM back. And then shh, works happened the time before, man, this girl's gorgeous. She's so fucking smart. She's so pretty DM, DM back, DM back, that back and forth, back and forth. And then that goes completely haywire and fucks up my whole shit. That's for love. Um, yeah, just put in the work. Don't envy love. Don't envy people's luck because they probably just worked for it. And I'm not saying that for everything. People have advantages of certain things, especially when it comes to racial divides and whatnot. Like if someone's rich and successful and famous, and you're like, oh man, I wish I had that. You can envy and it's okay to envy people's like fucking advantages and like the fact that, oh, I'm a white guy and I have country club ties so people will let me have these jobs that don't take too much skill but pay a fuck ton and my dad knew a guy who knew a guy so i get to get in you can be envious of that because that's just bullshit and society that's the way it goes sometimes but like when it comes to regular stuff don't worry too much about it work a little harder think a little bit more around it and take care of yourself I'm blue and dabbing Sadness? I used to have a ton for this segment. But I don't right now, which is really cool. I'm not so fucking sad like I was for a long time. One of the things I'm learning right now is to be not so, not to revel in sadness. Well, you said blue for hope. We can do hope, but I'll talk about sadness because I don't have much sadness. Um, but yeah, I, I was getting, I'm honest, honest with you guys, I was being used to being miserable. Letting COVID allow me to be miserable. I can't go outside. It's COVID. I'm going to die. Uh, everyone's going to get sick and they're going to die. Oh, I'm so sad. Uh, oh, I can't do that. I gained a bunch of weight during COVID times like a bunch of people did, but I can't do that because I'm sad and I'm embarrassed about my body. Boo hoo hoo. Sad, sad, sad. Hey man, life's getting better. You're vaccinated and you dress more stylish and you look good and you're not so depressed anymore. Uh, no, I, I, I I can't guys. I'm so sad. I can't. Everything's off my job, you know, you know, dude, you got a better job. Your job's better. You're fine, man. 
Your job's so much better and it pays so much more and it's not so fucking hard. Your other job was gonna fucking like kill your soul if you kept at it selling fucking insurance. No, I'm just so sad. This job, you know, just bitching, honestly. Just fucking bitching. And I kind of realized that recently that I've just been reveling in my sadness and using sadness as a barrier to be happy, to keep from being happy. Because, like, much like anger is a good protector of sadness, sadness is also a good protector of sadness. <laughs> in the sense that you could put up sadness and escape from anything you want because you're sad. I'm just a sad boy. I'm so sad all the time. I'm so sad. So I can't do anything. I can't be proactive. I can't advance. I can't get better. I could just stay on this couch and be whatever I was. And everyone has to accept it because I'm sad. I'm depressed. And you have to accept that I'm depressed and be okay with it and make sure I'm okay and coddle me. And make sure that I'm okay that from the world's cruelties that everybody has to deal with. So you just get to be sad all the time and everyone has to look out for you. Because what if he jumps off a cliff? We don't want that. Because then a lot of people have jumped off cliffs over COVID. It's fucking sad. A lot of people jumped off of cliffs because of fucking their jobs or um, fucking being trans and being fucking bullied by the fucking governor or... You know, being verbally assaulted or physically assaulted, like actually fucking murdered for being somebody who they are, you know, like that makes me fucking sad. <laughs> I'm making myself sad. Um, you know, so for individually, by not letting myself be sad, not, no, not, all right, let me say that differently. By not reveling in my sadness, by not wanting to like allow myself to be sad, like letting myself be sad when I'm sad and mourning and all those things, that's okay. Do that. Be sad, Latino males. Fuck. Don't fucking just get angry and start fucking beating people, punching walls and hurting the people around you because you're sad. Be sad. But also come back. Because... Because then you're just kind of pathetic. <laughs> and I don't mean that for people who are really mourning. I don't mean that for people who are really um, going through depression or going through it, whether whatever it may be. Go through it. Go through it. Be through it. But when you're through it, don't don't go back and rub mud all over yourself. And be like, I'm still sad. It's like, no, you got you to gotta get back out and you got to join the real world. And you got to try again and you got to fail and you got to get hurt and you got to cry and you got to do all the things that put you in the sadness anyway. Because if you don't put yourself through the things, then you're just going to be fucking missing out on life and a lot of good things. And I feel like I missed a lot of good things being sad and being scared. Yellow, if you will. So like you can be sad. It's okay. I'm I'm all for people being sad. Cuz I'd much rather you be sad than fucking angry and yelling at clerks and abusing your wives and your husbands and your parents 
and disrespecting your job and, and disrespecting your children. I'd rather you just be sad than to do all of that other bullshit to hide it. And quite frankly, it's sad times. It's super sad times, dude. Shit's not hot right now. But that's not saying that everything is bad. So, I don't know. What are the chats saying? Damn, same during the start of the pandemic. But for me, that help was my friends, family, and girlfriend to keep me sane. Chente could cry, so why can't I? Is what I was told when I was younger, trying to express these emotions, their emotions. Yeah. That's the funny thing. You talk about Chente, right? Literally crying in his songs. And that's stereotypically like when you see Mexican men cry. Because the songs are sad. Vicente Fernandez songs are fucking sad. And you don't even need to know the language to know that they're sad. But for some reason, society said, hey, Mexican men, you only get to be sad when you're drinking heavily. Because everyone's drinking heavily and everyone is vulnerable at the same time. And we're listening to Chente. Or just sad songs. Um... And you get to cry and you get to be vulnerable because everyone in the circle is vulnerable, you know. Or if someone's going through it, let's say a guy goes through a breakup and he's with a circle of friends and he's listening to the chanta and he's fucking crying and his homies aren't feeling as sad as him. But they'll go and tap him on the shoulder and say, I know where you've been. For some reason, there's a lot of just acceptance in a fucking fire circle when a bunch of Mexican men are drinking. You know, you, you you can roast someone to the nines or whatever, or do, do the nines, the old term, term, uh, your mama, all that stuff. You can you can be as cruel as you can be in a Mexican fire pit circle, but if you're playing chente and you're crying and you're listening to sad music, no one's gonna fuck with you because everyone has been there and they all feel that same type of pain. But for some reason, we won't allow ourselves to feel that type of pain anywhere else. And it's not until me, my generation, fucking millennial out of, you know, with Gen X siblings and old and eldest of millennial siblings, you know, my brother is now better at showing his emotions, but up for a long time, he was Mr. Stoic. Me, I've always been an emotional bastard and to the point where I was almost reckless. And now I am able to better control my emotions and know why I'm emotional. And most of the time, I'm just sad. Half the time, I'm not even angry at shit. I'm like, I realized, I didn't realize I was very much an angry person. I was just a sad person. And not like pathetic sad, but just like, things bum me out. And sometimes I just don't have hope for shit. Or, I feel disrespected or not listened to or underappreciated. And that those are sad emotions. Underappreciate like a guy will yell at his girlfriend, you don't fucking appreciate me for shit. You don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this. And all that arguing, all that yelling, and all that shouting is how come you aren't addressing my needs and my feelings? But you're no one no man in this country is taught to say, Hey, you're not addressing my feelings. 
because you have one side of the community that's like, I don't give a fuck about your feelings. Bring a mile. And then there's the other side who are like, you're a fucking wuss. And you should be berated for being a wuss. What are you, a fairy? What are you, a weak? What are you, a puss? What are you, all this vulgar shit, right? Hell, you need to be attacked by your race. You're not Mexican. You're not black. If you're crying, stop all that crying. Stop all that fussing. And it's like, lady, dude, they, them, my needs aren't being addressed. <laughs> I'm fucking sad, dog. But we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to say, hey, I'm sad. Um, because it's not allowed sometimes. Now, that's not to put blame on anybody. It's not to put blame on anybody because, you know, what would happen is during like a men's rights activist thing, they'd be like, that's why women are bitches. And it's like, no, it's society. And, and a lot of times guys do it to themselves. These are guys saying it to other guys. Dude, don't you, what do you fucking feel emotional? Especially in like elementary school, fucking middle school, high school. Like when you're like developing all those traits, fucking middle school boys are fucking awful at everything. They're terrible individuals. My nephew's one. It's fucking awful. He's about to be a high schooler. He's a good kid, but his influences and the people around him are fucking awful because nobody knows what to do ever. And nobody knows what to tell a fucking middle schooler how to feel their emotions because they're all fucking ball of emotions and, and people would rather not deal with it than to deal with it and to go through those tough conversations about masculinity and what that is. And a lot of people don't even fucking know it yet or didn't look, never looked to do it for themselves. And so the masculinity is being the strongest man or shooting the most guns or having the biggest penis and having the most sexual partners. And so when that doesn't happen, when you don't get big and strong, when you don't have a big penis, when you don't have a lot of sexual partners, you feel unwanted and unloved and isolated from the world. And what happens when you do that? You find a bunch of like-minded individuals start wearing fucking swastika patches and raid Capitol buildings. Because you're just not allowing yourself to be sad. Just be fucking sad, guys. I can only speak to guys. Women, you can be sad too. You guys have stereotypes about how sad you get. No, you're so moody. It's like, no, they just kind of know how to process the shit that they need to process. Broadly. I'm, I'm, what am I? I'm not a fucking wizard about women. What do I fucking know? I'm just a guy on the internet. Smartish guy. A guy who thinks about this type of stuff. But that's how we get what we get. That's how we get people mad at fucking mermaids. That's how we get fucking people mad at um, <laughs> women vice presidents. That's why you get people mad. I mean, she's not great in her own right. But like, that's how we get here. Is because if we don't allow men to be sad. And that, mind, mind you, the, the, the reference is men aren't allowing men to be sad. Because I'm, I'm not about to put this on fucking women. I'm not about to fucking do that. That's not their fucking job. Men got to fucking men got to figure it out for themselves because we're the only ones that can live in these types of bodies and have these same type of societal things that we grow up with. You know, it's our job to break certain cycles and it's our job to cultivate uh, not even safe spaces, but spaces where you can fucking be sad shit a mexican fire pit is uh, when you're not roasting people is a fucking safe space think about it right you're drinking tequila with your boys your tios your dad your grandpa and 
you can say whatever you want. You can fucking be the worst type of person. You can be the funniest type of person. You can speak your truth a little bit. You know, not everything flies with Mexican families, unfortunately. But like, they got safe spaces too. A lot of people safe space is church. If you're Catholic, you got those pews and some people find faith in Christ and that's their safe space. My brain making connections. That's why they, people, these crazy people want the Lord in school. They want the Lord in government. They want the Lord in all those places. All these religious nuts. It's because the world's fucking crazy right now and they don't feel safe. And they want to, their safe space is the church because churches usually have like-minded individuals, like like incomed individuals, and they're pretty homogeneic a lot of the times. The communities that we're in, right? Uh, you know, barring a couple places, but even then, if you're going by church, the communities are generally smaller and more homogeneous. So yeah, I want God in my fucking school because I don't want my son to get fucking murdered. And maybe he'll be protected that way because my politics say I can't take guns out of schools because I want my rights. You know? Like, they don't want to vote to protect their kids, but they want God to because it makes them feel safe. And the teachings of the Lord comfort them, and that's their safe space. It's pretty funny if you think about it that way because it's like, oh, all these fucking liberals in their safe spaces, but I want God to protect me, which, like, Great. God, if you believe in God, has that power. Salvation. I go back and forth between God. God's complicated for me. I figure I just do good in the meantime. If I figure it out, um, you know. All I can say about God and what makes me like not be a complete atheist all the time forever is I look at my grandmother, my grandmother, my grandmother. Look at my grandmother and I see her faith in Jesus and the Lord and how she's able to talk to my grandfather in the afterlife and pray to him and talk to him and be with him and have his presence with her. And it's like, yep, that shit feels real. Because I see it in her smile and I see it in her existence. That's really nice. It's comforting. And we all need some comfort because the world is fucking chaos right now. We see everything. We see everything all the time. The good and the bad, mostly the bad, because if it bleeds, it leads. So we need a little comfort. But our comfort has to come not at the expense of others. I'm uncomfortable with trans people, so therefore they must not exist. <laughs> or we'll ban their books and we'll ban their teachings because they make me uncomfortable and I want to feel comfortable. I want a safe space away from the transgenders. And it's like, nah, dude, they're not trying to fuck with you. They're just trying to be who they are. Just trying to be. You know, just trying to be. They're trying to find their safe space. They're trying to find the place where they can exist without people fucking with them all the time. I'm not perfect. But I'll defend me a trans folk. And I might be like, ah, I might be scared. I might be nervous. I might not know what to say. I might be taken aback by their look. It's new, at least new to me. I didn't grow up with a ton of transgender folk in my arena, in my area. But it's my responsibility to fucking accept them. And if you're a good person, like I try to be, um, not only accept them, but promote them 
and make sure that they're taken care of and safe. Because as a man, I'm pretty much safe anywhere. As a big man, I'm even safer because nobody wants to fuck with me. I'm not an easy target. No one's going to... No, but given the option between a 90-pound girl and me, no one's going to mug me in the night. I'm too much trouble. I'm not an easy mark. So I have to use that to help people. So that's how I feel. And ideally, I can create safe spaces for people. If I'm doing it right. So why not include transgender folk in my circle of protection? Uh, people who watch the show in my circle of protection. Because I know what it's like to be sad. And for a long time, I didn't know how to express how to be sad. So if you're sad, you're welcome here. And you have permission to be sad. I don't know what purple is. What's purple as an emotion? <laughs> uh, let's see. Rico here has been engaging this whole time and people have been coming in and out. Um, I like this. It's therapeutic. I like the, the flowing train of thought. The dozens. There you go. The dozens. And the journey trying to process it. Ouch. It's comforting. Empathy for all. Brave. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see here. Purple. Purple emotion. I feel like I skipped some colors. Uh, light purples are associated with lighthearted romantic energies, while dark shades represent sadness and frustration. Purple color psychology. <laughs> oh my god, why did I burp into the mic? I'm sorry. I like how I said that outside of the mic. Purple is traditionally associated with royalty. Creativity. That's your interpretation, you fool. Ouch. Honeybee, I didn't mean to ouch you. I'm sorry. Did I hurt your feelings? I didn't mean to. That's what I mean. Be apologetic. Be sad. Be fun. Be be nice to people, man. So be fucking nice to people. There you go. Let's see what this is. Romantic. Nostalgic. Oh, by the way, that looks fucking cool. I might have to switch to that side because these lights aren't catching too much. No, ouching how off I was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, visionary, rich, royal. So all of them are kind of bold. Purple's bold, royalty. So what's purple going to be? Purple with envy. Uh, no, purple will be... Let's get more purple, though. This isn't like a stupid purple. I'm trying to be cool and dramatic with my color shades, but it didn't really work out the way I wanted it to. It's kind of pinkish. Purple's not as vibrant. It's not really doing what I'd like, honestly. Hmm. Boldness. We'll go, we'll go with boldness. What do I feel bold with? Boldness is not something I'd usually try to do. Keyword is try. My friends will yell at me and they'll say, dude, you're, being, you're bold all the time. You fucking shout things and you yell at things and you scream and let your voice be heard and all that stuff, right? Also, by the way, the purple mood, the sad mood, that shit's cool. Because, like, the light's brighter, so now I'm more awake and more animated. But when I was in that blue, I was really sad or and pensive and thoughtful, which was really neat. Um, 
got bug bites on my arm. Bold and the beautiful. Bold. It's bold to do a podcast these days, I feel. And not like a heroism bold. Not like, oh my God, I'm the one speaking the truth to the people. I got a real bad bug bite on my wrist. Um, You know, I'm saying the things that people don't want to say. I'm saying, it's like, shut the fuck up, podcasters. And I've been doing this since 2014 as the Mexcellence. I've wanted to do it for a long time. I've been on YouTube since 2006, I discovered. Um in November 2006, two months after Philip DeFranco, if I would have kept with it, I'd be a genius. I would have been a star. I could have been a contender. Um, I didn't. I wasn't ever going to be that. I didn't have that type of confidence as a fucking 16-year-old. Dare I say I wasn't bold. Um, but, like, to say you're a podcaster in public, it's like, you have a podcast? What? Ew. What? Or, ooh, cool, what is it about? Not just stuff, things, or I can be like, it's about me- Mexicano cultura, presentados por Pepsi, or whatever, right? And I don't even feel so bold saying it anymore, because it's like, oh yeah, you have a podcast, and we're actually doing really well. It's not like we're just talking to nobody. I mean, this is random. This is a fucking non-advertised I'm dropping a couple frames here. I don't like that, but not advertised random fucking shouting rant. And I got 10 people sticking around. It's pretty fucking cool. And I got at least two people in there commenting about my random stuff. How so? What are your thoughts on boldness and podcasting? Um, I don't know if that was a previous question, but I'll keep addressing it. Um, People want to talk about their bold for having a podcast that they get to say what they want and they could be the real version of themselves. It's actually not that bold. It's just kind of being full of yourself. I'm kind of full of myself, honestly, not in like a good way, which just sucks, right? Like if I was full of myself and I was like super confident, that'd be so fucking cool where I'd be like, yeah, I can do anything. I'm so great. Everybody listen to me. Cause I am the great orator and I have all the solutions and I kind of feel like that sometimes. Which is kind of funny. Hello, brother, dropping thoughts and getting the views. Right? It's all about them clicks, all about them views. Also, I said 10 people, and then three people were like, I don't want to be a part of this. Fuck, and they just left. <laughs> um, it's not particularly bold to just say what you think or to just say your dirtiest thoughts or your most heinous stories. It's not bold. I think what's bold when it comes to podcasting is putting yourself in positions that are unpopular in the name of righteousness. You can be unpopular or, or, uh, you know, you can be unpopular and say, you know, like, I think the little mermaid shouldn't be black. I'm so edgy. I'm so cool. Little Mermaid can't be black. I'm. I. I. I said it. I said it. Little Mermaid shouldn't be black. That's me. That's the truth. Nobody wants to say it, but I'm bold and I said it. No, fuck you. You're racist. That's not boldness. Only thing I'm bold about is that you're bold about your racism, which is not smart. Racism is not smart. But being bold about it, also not smart. I think what's bold 
and it's why I do it so often is I will literally isolate my fans that I don't want them. How do I put this? I isolate fans, fans, quote unquote, people who watch me when they don't ally with views that I hold dearly. If you're anti-immigrant and if you're seeing what like DeSantis and Greg Abbott are doing with flying Venezuelan immigrants to fucking Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts without telling them where they're going, just because they volunteered, you're going to say that's okay. Oh, they volunteered. Yeah. They volunteered thinking that they get some help and resources and they just got dropped off at the vice president's fucking residence in DC. You're going to say, oh yeah, that's that's what should happen. Fuck you. And if you agree that that's what you should happen, fuck you. We don't want you. TJ jokes. He's like, we don't have, t- we don't have enough fans to shoo any away. I was like, I don't care. I don't even know if that's even boldness, but it's standing for something. And I think when you stand for something that is righteous, that there is some boldness to that, you know, like, what's up, brother? Rakeen, what's up, man? new show ranting with Sammy or moods with Sammy. I don't know. I'm was testing my stream. And then I had this idea that I've had in my brain for a long time and I'm just doing it now. And it might be self-fulfilling and it might be egotistical and it might be a little insane. All this ranting, but I like it. And I think people are enjoying it. I wonder if people would listen to it if I kept doing it. Cause I have a lot of thoughts about a lot of things that aren't so showy. I think it's kind of funny that I'm not being so showy. I'm usually, I'm like this with the guys. Usually I'm not like super calm and animated and stuff too, but, um, that the other shows that we do, that's still me. I still get excited about things and like want to rile people up and laugh and do all the funny things and stuff. But like this here, this gear, this gear is how I go to work. This gear is how I talk to my family. This gear is another part of me. That's not, inauthentic this is as authentic as it can get really honestly um that's the thing man is so i i use my other camera uh set up with the, the gaming stream that worked like a charm right after the football game i know that twitch was doing nfl and that might have been overrunning the servers i don't know what i we gotta watch to see um this has dropped 845 frames in an hour and 21 minutes so it's not bad and i'm coming in clear and I probably look all fucked up because the lighting's all jacked up. But I try to be moody. Just trying to be moody and cool with my colored theme uh, emotions show. <laughs> Call it Sammy's colored theme emotions show. Um, yeah, I'll isolate the fuck out of anybody. If they like are antagonistic to what I truly believe in. Like it, like Josh Man Forever, shout out to fan of the show, Josh Man Forever. He's a Charger fan. He's a damn dirty charger fan i fucking hate charger fans but i love joshman he supports the show comes in almost every time if not every time and he can handle the fact that i hate chargers but still will accept him in that's fine be a charger fan i'm a diehard raider fan he's a charger fan it's stupid that's arbitrary that doesn't that's not doesn't matter i can talk shit knows i'm talking shit knows that i support him and all his things and that he supports me in all my endeavors and that's fucking great that's life that's community that's easy. Um, but yeah, like boldness, saying, uh, you know, saying the most edgy shit, saying shit that you think is unpopular for the sake of it, stupid. It's not bold. 
but saying, hey, you transphobic bastards, or let's actually, let's be specific, you homophobic bastards against Bad Bunny, go fuck yourself. Like in our comments, we had a Bad Bunny thing where I, I, we did a TikTok. And TikTok's funny because here it's our community. On Twitch, it's our community. It's the people that this team has cultivated and they're fucking awesome. Everybody who's watching right now, fucking awesome people. We don't have two we don't have any trolls. We have people asking for my shoes, that's about it. But we don't have any trolls. We don't have any shit talkers. We don't have any like our narcissistic people that need the attention. I try not to be that is as I do a show ranting for an hour and a half about me to test out my equipment. Um, try to have as little ego as possible at the show. And, and I, and being the best version of myself um, is facilitated when I do the show, which is cool because I'm not, I don't allow myself to be sad. I don't allow myself to be, as angry on the show. Uh, I get pretty upset when things don't go the way they need to, equipment-wise. Um, part of this is losing my train of thought. Bits. I miss the timing. Wubba-lubba-dub-dub! The audio's not, it's not working over here. But going back to what I was talking about. Fandom, our community, great. Fandom, so fucking weird. I have my own fans. So fucking weird. I was, I was a part of a bigger entity for so long that I didn't even see them as my fans or our fans. They were the team's fans. But like, this is my baby, and people are coming every night and coming to random viewings of my random rants and are sticking around and enjoying it. It's pretty fucking cool. And so I love coming on here, man. Much love and respect. Well, much love and respect to you. You give it and you get it back, and as long as you're not being shitty, you're just gonna get it anyway. Um, keyword: Don't be shitty, which you're not, Rakeen. I don't know why I'm calling you out, but just generally for our audience. Um, then you go to TikTok, and TikTok's the wild west still, which is why I like TikTok. I was not, I was against it. I was like, that's for babies and small rabbits, <laughs> and uh, and I was like, I'm not gonna do it. And then um, Marco's ex girlfriend Jess was like, get on TikTok. That's where people are at. And we got on and we didn't do too hot. And then we had a couple big ones and we got a couple ones that took off a little bit and kept doing it and kept posting, kept posting, kept posting. And now we got 50,000 people, 2.3 million likes, 2.4 maybe. Awesome growth. But we'll do videos. Um, we did one that bothered me, which was um, Mexicans and Puerto Ricans fighting each other, like the verses, right? The the big rivalry, right? There's boxing, there's music, there's dancing, there's all sorts of the women, right? You could have those arguments. And we got on the topic of I said and we said the Bad Bunny was the most popular musical artist in the Latin community right now. And because TikTok doesn't have much context, they took that as Bad Bunny is the most popular Latin artist of all time. Or at least that's what they maybe wanted to hear because they wanted to fight. And Rico Hero there's a delay. Dead men tell no tales. A guy named EJ, welcome to the show. And so they were arguing that fucking Vicente Fernandez is not worse than Bad Bunny, which is not what we said. But they were like, yeah, Bad Bunny, that fool makes shitty music. And mind you, I don't like Bad Bunny's music. 
But I literally, he's touring right now, and I literally every city he's in in California and maybe even outside, I have friends of mine that are at his shows. And these are all Mexican girls and, you know, Hispanic women, right? Latinx, whatever. Um, popular as fuck. Twitter, every show. <sighs> Fucking big news. But there are people like, and this is in my mind, my language. This is where I get into character. This is where I, this is why I do this show the way I do it is because um, I could say these things and know that you guys are cool with it. And not know, and no, it's not f- coming from me. Um, yeah, because I don't have these thoughts. But these are the people were saying that like he can't be popular. He's just a fucking gay. He's fucking gay. He's a f gay word. I I got yelled at one time saying that, and I never said it again, so I don't. Um, you know, he's gay. He's trying to be a woman. He's kissing dudes, and it's like fuck that puto and this on this and that this and that. It's like. You know, it is all that bad shit, right? They're just in my comment section, and I did the best I can for some of the higher profile ones to call it out. I I go in and I yell at the commenters and on TikTok. You can see it because I don't stand for that shit. But they think that that's okay, and I'll go in yelling at people, and I'll lose fans, and I, and people might say, "Man, this guy's fucking antagonizing people commenting on shit." It's like, yeah, I'll do that. Because that's not what I stand for, and that's not what I fucking want here. Because honestly, guys, with a name like the Mexicans, I could do the most racist Hispanic Mexican Latino content easily. I got maracas over there. I could just start shaking the maracas, talk about top five beaners, and how I love frijoles, and I love hot Cheetos, and get some fat chola girls eating hot Cheetos covered fried chicken. And hot Cheetos covered tacos, and hot Cheetos covered tamales, and hot Cheetos covered tapatio, and hot Cheetos covered uh, waraches, and hot Cheetos covered Frida Kahlo, and Frida Kahlo eating hot Cheetos, but her hands are up, so she has the red Cheeto fingers. I can do that anytime I want, and people will fucking love it, and people will fucking love it. I hate that shit. And I think there is some boldness in saying, I am not going to do that shit. Talking about boldness in podcasting because purple's bold now. Like, I refuse to do that shit. It'd make me a lot of money if I just started doing hot Cheetos content. <laughs> tapatio content. I love tapatio. I like hot Cheetos. I, I like hot fries more. The Chester's hot fries are fucking good. Um, I could sell out like that. And just do the same old, same old and lack any sort of originality. Um, I'm not LGBTQ, but like some of those uh, guys and gals and days, like uh, there's a couple guys that uh, I guess I think they're guy presenting. Um, at least they're, they're male presenting. I think they are males and they do like nails and makeup and stuff like that. And they put on that like, OK, so we're going to do this, which is an authentic identity. It's an authentic identity, and I know that, and I understand that. But why is it only that identity that's getting promoted to the top and to the highest hierarchy? I wonder. And not to attack those dudes. Make your fucking money. There's, they're not taking away from my money, and, and even if they were, fine. That means I got to do better. Right? You know, I'm not going to disparage them. I'm not going to disparage people who do that type of content. Because they're making money. And the Latinos making money. Latinos making money. Hispanics making money. I'm not ever going to shit on that. Go make your money. I can't get mad at the audience. <laughs> and I can't say demand more. 
demand more and challenge some of those things, some of those perceptions. Don't like define yourself a little more. And that's, I think my boldness here is that I'm defining myself as something that is not popular right now, which are no Sabo kids, third, fourth generation that don't know Spanish. That's what this show was for because there was no show for me ever. I'm not a hardcore gangster. I'm not a drug dealer. I don't do drugs. I'm not in a gang. I wasn't allowed to be a cholo. <laughs> I don't want to be, but I thought cholos were cool because they got the style. And they got clubs and shit. I wasn't a farm worker. My dad explicitly did not want me to be one because he was one and his grandfather was one. And there's no shame in being a farm worker, but they didn't want that for me. So I don't have that identity. I don't have a criminal identity, which is a popular one. Um... I don't have the immigrant. I'm not first generation. I'm third. We've been here. We've done been here, right? My my mom's family goes so far back, the fucking border crossed them, right? And even now, you look at TikTok and you look at the young Latino content stuff. It's like, no quemaca, no quemaca. And then there's every so often, there's little Mexican kids doing weird shit and doing creative shit. And I fucking love it. Because it's not the same old same. And that takes boldness to be a fucking weird Latino kid. Being a weird Latina with your fucking weird isms, right? I love that shit. That takes true boldness. To eat nachos and avocados and do all that. I mean, I once again, I feel like an old man shaking his fist at the clouds when I, when I talk about this type of stuff. But like calling yourself a beaner, like have a little self-respect, please. Just a little self-respect. A little boldness, right? You know. I personally appreciate what you do, man. And it speaks to me on a personal level. And I'm glad I can relate with you guys and figure out there's and figured out there's other kinds of people like me. And that's Sammy. Loves you on DT. So great to see you. Who's that? Late Bloomer420. Man, you're in my interest. Not all my streams are like this. Uh, I said, man, uh, they guy, I don't know. I'm just trying to be inclusive. Um, yeah, these, my shows aren't usually like this. This is all experimental. I was just testing my equipment and I got real, uh, methodical in my brain, but thank you. First time chat late bloomer 420. and yeah, no lower. Yeah. No low rider. I love low rider culture. I love low rider music, low rider oldies fucking phenomenal. Low rider people. I'm fucking cool with cholos. Generally speaking are generally nice people. They're just doofuses, right? A lot of them. And then there's the, the gangbanger ones you don't fuck with and they're scary. But like most people are just fucking chilling. I was actually admiring this format that you're doing here, bro. Just talking about life in the dark and shit. Yeah, I was doing it. There's a color theme when, when I post this. I might post this. I might delete it forever. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Um, I like it though. I might do a more formal episode with the cool color themes and the transitions I was doing, which is pretty cool, right? Fade to black. Ha <laughs> ha, you can't see me. Now you can. But yeah. So, like, I don't live in that identity of, like, what Mexicans should be or what they are in culture and society, right? I don't even talk like him. 
Hey, if I thought I don't talk like this, man, I could be. I could talk like this the whole time, man. I could do the whole podcast like this. I had an ex girlfriend one time that liked my cholo voice a little more like this, you know, a little more hood, a little more thing like that. She loved the voice, man. It, she she got her rocks off, man. She was like, do the voice, and I'm like, I talk like this, <laughs> straight up. I talk like this, and she's like, no, do the voice, and I'm like, okay, I'll do the voice because it really got her going, man. And I said, I, I, whatever you want, babe, I'm gonna do it for you, okay? I'm not, I'm just gonna fucking. Do whatever you want me to do. Because I was trying to get laid. It's kind of <laughs> kind of stupid because it never worked. <laughs> that's a true story. And that's a true story that I would do a cholo voice for a girl who's kind of cholaish herself because she liked it. That's called having no self-respect. That's called having no boldness. Because when you do it as a joke and she gets turned on that you're doing the troller voice and it's like, Hold on. let me cross and see it. What? That's utterly embarrassing. But these are the type of stories you'll get in the dark. It's dude. It's so cringe. It's so cringe. I know. It hurts to admit. And the fact that I'm going to have to repeat that story, because if this story doesn't make it out of this episode, it's got to go to other episodes. Um, you had to do what you had to do. That whole relationship was drama, man. Drama mean. Oh, yeah. Purple was supposed to be romance, because red was supposed to be anger. <laughs> um, but no, I like boldness. I think boldness is good. I'll pick another color for love. There's not that many colors that are visible. Um. Yeah. People say I'm bold. People say I'm bold for moving to Austin as quickly as I did. It took me like two weeks to figure out, hey, I'm moving to Austin. Bye. And I got in my car and I drove to Austin. I moved in with a guy named Corey Coleman to be in a podcast and work for not much money be in debt to the government for taxes because I didn't know what taxes were. They took them out of all my jobs before, but when you're an independent contractor, they don't do that shit. A lot of people tell me that's bold. A lot of ex-girlfriends tell me that was real bold of me to go and move to a different part of the country to pursue your dreams of podcast stardom. I did all right. I like the shows that I did. A lot of drama there that I'd rather, or not even rather, not get into. I'm just not gonna get into because it's actually water under the bridge. That also takes boldness to not be petty. I was petty about that situation for a long time. A lot of you don't know it. I've mentioned it briefly in passing sometimes on the show, but it's water under the bridge, and it takes a little certain level of boldness to say, you know what, let bygones be bygones. Because ultimately, everything I learned there, I apply here. It's the same fucking format, guys. Same fucking format. Nothing new. <laughs> Nothing new, right? Actually, it looks much different now. Their Double Toasted's website looks much different now. The way he has the camera set up. There's a third camera, and the second camera, and the, his camera. And I only got two cameras because I can only afford two. two uh, I can only afford two cameras, and it works for me. And we don't actually use any clips because um, I don't want to get copyrighted. <laughs> anytime we do an anime show or anytime we put any clip up, 
extra editing. And so we don't use really hardly any clips unless it's the top five show. Um, interesting journey that you get to say you lived and at the end of the day, true boldness. You always strike me as someone who is willing to put more effort into things than most, like bettering yourself in regards to the relationships that you've had. I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to continue to do great things. Late Bloomer 420. That's really fucking kind. You're going to make me cry. As I told you in the blue segment, it's okay to be sad and it's okay to cry. But why do I want to cry when you say that? Let's ask ourselves. I honestly wish I had the boldness you have. Agree. <laughs> Fucking shit, guys. Oh, man, now I'm going to cry. Motherf- You're the one saying the things. <laughs> See, the loud guy that you get on the shows, the other shows that we do, that's still me. But this guy here. <laughs> isn't always so bold. So when people tell me that I am. Feels good. And I don't think I give myself credit for putting in more effort into things than some people. And it's a shitty game to play to compare yourself to others. But I think it's because that's a good thing to take pride in. Is that I don't take pride in a lot of, I mean, I take pride in what I do. I'm proud of the things I do. I'm not always satisfied and I don't always feel good about the things I do in the sense that as a Latino male, happy Hispanic heritage month. You're kind of told that you just got to do what you got to do. And I said in the chat and someone just said it right now, you do what you got to do. And then you do the next thing. And I did that for a long time where I really didn't give myself any credit for anything. I would just do something and I graduate college four years film media studies degree uh, 13th public university in the nation this week 13th public university in the nation and mind you public university being like not MIT not the Ivy Leagues and if you want to count those 32 I went to a top fucking 40 it might have been 40 uh, top 40 I think it was 38. Let's say 38. Top 40 university in the world, folks. In the world. A top 40 university in the world. 13th in the nation. And for a long time, I I felt nothing about having a degree from there. It was what I was supposed to do. My three siblings got degrees from universities just the same. My two sisters got grad degrees before I got my high school, college degree, I think. I forgot the time on that. I forgot. So, like, that's what my family did. They got their degrees. So, by the time I got there, I felt nothing. I, was, I did what I was supposed to do. Supposed to is a word that I've been working on in therapy of the things I'm supposed to do. And maybe you can consider that for yourself because a lot of people think that. Like, what are you supposed to do? What are, what, are you, what are you supposed to do in life? What are you supposed to do in love? What are you supposed to do in all these things? 
and I've been trying to eliminate that from my vocabulary. Thank you. Congratulations, he says. Because going back to the point, putting more effort into things than most, like bettering yourself in regards to the relationship you've had. And it's like, and having that boldness and you can't compare yourself to people's highlight reel. And that's the biggest problem I have is not being able to accept the things that you've done well because you're either patting yourself on the back. And then I made the realization, why not fucking pat yourself on the back a little bit? Right? I'll read your story. I graduated from community college with my mom after failing out at my first college, but didn't celebrate because I felt as though I was behind. Damn, now I'm going to cry. Man, that's the thing. Like, community college, city college, whatever college, you got your associates. I think that's, I think that's the level there, at that level. You fucking did it. Pat yourself on the back. Now, to the credit that they're give, people are giving me in the chat, I should be proud of my accomplishment for graduating, for making this, for doing all that stuff. Um, I've had a lot of advantages. As I mentioned, I'm third generation. My parents aren't immigrants to this country. Their parents were... What, my, my mom's parents were not immigrants to this country. And then... My dad's relatively were not. My grandma was born in Mexico, but she was our, her parents were American. They were just visiting Mexico when she was born. They brought her back. She was an alien. My dad called her that one time, got the shit slapped out of him. Hilarious story that I'll tell just as quickly the next time I tell it. We've been here a long time. So when I go to University of California, Santa Barbara, and I go to the Chicano Latino floor, and half the dudes in my hall are first-gen guys from the worst parts of L.A. economy-wise, Boyle Heights, Huntington Park, Compton, East Los. Like, I have an advantage that they don't have. You know, I got parents that speak English. I had siblings that helped me fill out FAFSA. Fucking parents with socials. To be fucking real, right? Like, I have my advantages. So whatever advantages I have, my accomplishments and my heart need to be at the same level. For you, a guy named EJ, I don't know what advantages you have or don't have, but a degree is a degree is a degree. That stupid piece of paper that I used to call my stupid piece of paper, that means something. That means you actually accomplished something worth a damn that not everybody did. Not everybody has that piece of paper. And it means something. And especially since you did it with your mom. With my mom. I don't know where you're at, but if you're in California, two years, uh, you do two years in a city college, you got automatic admission to some UCs. If, you, if you're in California. That's, that's how the California system thinks of city college and, and community college. That you are of the caliber to go to their universities. Automatic acceptance. I've had a lot of friends that had to go back to City College because they dropped out of college, the college I was at. They got their units, they got their credits. <laughs> got back, graduated. Own time, own pace. It takes boldness to go back to school and finish. Talk about boldness. That takes fucking boldness and pride, the good kind of pride. I'm kind of talking to you how I wished I talked to myself sometimes. It's so when you guys say those nice things about me, 
I wish I said those things about me. But if I'm not going to, or if I don't know how to, I can learn from the nice people around me, which is why I try to cultivate a community that is so supportive, that is so accepting, that is so loving in their own way. It's a goal. I'm graduating from a four-year in December, but I still feel nothing about it. It's because in your brain, it's what you're supposed to do. I, Dude, I felt the exact same way. I felt the exact same way. Up until like a couple fucking weeks ago, maybe, maybe half a year ago. It's because in your brain, you're like, I'm supposed to graduate college i'm supposed to graduate in four years but you got to realize that fucking not everybody does not everybody graduates high school college community college upper grad school fucking phd programs people fail all the time and failure is good in the scope of life if you learn from it and don't let it bring you down what you did was you went, to, you went to college, fucked up somehow, and let's just say that, right? Who knows what your situation was? Fucked up. It got fucked up. Maybe you didn't, but it got fucked up. Went back, and now you're graduating in four-year. Super senior, five-year, five 50-year victory lap, six-year, seventh year. A lot of people go to school for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors. <laughs> Joke, right? But you did it. And when you get that piece of paper, you're going to have all the debt that comes with it. <laughs> And nobody could take it away from you. Nobody could take away that accomplishment from you. And that's something I learned too, is that at the end of the day, I'm a college graduate. I was 21 when I graduated. I didn't know shit about shit. Still don't. But I did it. And it's helped me. It's helped me accomplish more things. The social skills, the critical thinking skills to come up with all this to have the idea of this, to have the confidence of this comes from pieces I learned in college. College isn't for everybody. Some people just find all that stuff I did through life. And that works too. College is not for everybody. I'm not saying that, but I'm talking to EJ right now who says they don't feel anything. You probably won't. You can listen to me right now and probably still not feel a damn thing when you get that diploma. <laughs> my prop for my diploma is now this bottle, but it's filled with water. Get your diploma, shake the hand, Take the picture, and you get and you fuck off. And now you got a degree, you got a fuck ton of debt that is on hold until December thirty first. And into the real world you go, in a shitty job market. Fuck. <laughs> Not to bring you down, but it takes boldness to go back to the theme. To go back, to get it done, and to not let life fuck you up because life fucks up a lot of people that's why everyone's so sad all the time because life oftentimes fucks people up and a lot of people get lost in that and they go life sucks life's awful it's nothing but pain and you know what for a lot of people it is <laughs> it is for a lot of people. But even then, the saddest people can a lot of times can still find joys in small things and the joys in life. And part of what I'm discovering for myself about enjoying life is that 
those little joys don't come from things that happen, things you could afford, trips you go on. Those things are great and they're fun, but they're not the sustainable joys that you need to feel your everyday life. So if for a moment, and this is what I have to do, but EJ, I'm talking to you, for a moment, if you can just think to yourself, what if I gave myself the props that I think I deserve for this? Not the thought that you're thinking right now, which is I don't deserve props. I was supposed to do this. I fucked up and I'm just catching up and I'm behind. Not that. That's your first response. The second response after that might be, ah, I'm still a fuck up, but hey, I did it. And then the third response is like, I, I did it. And then the fourth response is like, man, I can't believe I did it. And then the fifth response is, fuck yeah, I did it. And the sixth response is, nobody can fucking touch me. And then you shut the fuck up at that, at that six point. You calm the fuck down a little bit. <laughs> calm the fuck down. You're too excited. But if you sit around five and then bleed into sixth, if you can feel that joy for yourself, that's something that you can live in and have. And nobody can take that away from you, just like that piece of paper on the wall. So I hope you feel proud. But if you don't, it's okay. You will eventually. You'll realize you're not as behind as you think. And you'll also realize that everybody's a little bit behind anyway. Because even the smartest people that are on time know that they're smart enough to have gone faster. Or they think to themselves, I'm smart enough to go faster and I didn't do it. So therefore, I'm not on time. Everyone feels a little bit behind. And quite frankly, nobody knows what the hell they're doing. So that, and, and for that reason, everyone's a little bit behind. Because unless you had your, your days planned from the moment of your birth till today, if you've had every day planned then those people who've had the everyday plan know exactly where they should be and they're right on time. Otherwise, there's days you don't know what the fuck is going on and you got to give yourself the grace to understand those days were days that you just didn't know what the fuck was going on and you're going to be behind a little bit. And that's okay. No need to be sad about it. I'm going to take it in a weird direction because this applies to me too. If you fall in love or if you're in love and you like a girl, in my experience, you know, you like a girl and she doesn't love you back. It could be because you're ugly. It could be because things out of your control. And it could be because you're just not ready. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. And it could be not your time. It wasn't my time for a while. You know, when it comes to girls, you know, this handsome, bold exterior wasn't always the case. I was a doofus. I was a doofus for a good chunk of my life. I'm going to be doing this show for two hours. Ain't that a bitch? Talking about myself. Um, I'm a big dumb doofus a lot of my life. And that's okay to be a doofus. Also, I'm, going, I'm looking at my Facebook right now to pull up pictures of when I was a doofus. And to show you that, yeah, girls didn't want to fuck me. Because <laughs> I was too much of a doofus. And I didn't understand the rules and I didn't understand myself and I didn't understand things. And it wasn't my time yet because I didn't know what I was doing and I was behind. I, I thought for the longest time I was so behind in love because I lost my virginity later than most people. That Generally, the story is most people do. Most people, they tell the story that they lost in high school 
17 or 18 or something like that. Some people fucking 14, 13, 12. You know, shit. It's fucking crazy, right? But I thought I was late. I thought I wasn't on time. I thought that because also because I was late that I was undeserving of love and I was undeserving of romance and affection. And then that thread goes through you for a long time until you unlearn it. So if you can learn to understand that things are on your own time, you can give yourself a little grace and things get a little easier. I'm talking like I apply this. <laughs> I'm talking like I apply this to myself. But the funny thing is, is that I'll say this to friends and I won't listen to it for myself. But maybe in the off chance that people repeat it back to me, they say, Sam, this is what you said about being on your own time. You said this to me. Say this to yourself. You say it back to me. I might listen. Because my brain is dumb like that. Envy, going back to green. I wish my brain wasn't like this sometimes. Before I show my embarrassing pictures. Wait till you walk across that stage. Electrifying feeling. That is true. I blanked out for most of mine. I remember hugging my film teacher. She was really great. Wish I went to college since I was graduated high school in 17. Thank God. Thank God I had a chance. But I felt scared because people would force me to go. Sad people make fun of you for being a virgin. Yeah. People make fun of you being a virgin. That's a whole other masculinity thing. I'm going to talk about when we talk about the... Um, when we talk about the Little Mermaid thing about sexuality and hypermasculinity and how like that feeds into Ariel can't be black because science and you know, blah, 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 blah. That's a different conversation, but there's an element of sexuality to that. And a guy named EJ, God bless you, Sam. God bless you, man. Like I said, God's funny with me. I try to act in God's image in the sense that I just try to do good. It's very vague. My faith, um, it's no real pointed direction, but, you just try to do as good as you can. That's the funny thing about faith is that you, I technically am faithful because I don't know what comes with God, but I still act in the service of God, a God, the God, he, she, it, shit, whatever. Because I kind of have faith that if you put in good in the world, you get it back. Now onto my embarrassing pictures. There's me and Fluffy. It's my first 2008. This is, freshman year of college no facial hair Caesar haircut awful just awful that guy that guy doesn't exist those are just nobody those are just empty chairs this guy's not bold this guy does not know anything about boldness this guy fell in love and got his heart broken that's my college by the way not the not mr miyagi but uh and, and by that point honestly when i shot that photo i had not seen the karate kid are you doing your teenage dirtbag challenge <laughs> i have a um i have a folder I'll, I'll share some of those uh why am i switching to nobody um you guys are getting like co-hosts here um i made this with my chin strap beard uh let's see here oh my gosh yep it's me at the lagoon with my puffy hair and sweatshirt during the bright summer day <laughs> it's so bright and i'm wearing a sweater 
but because I had body dysmorphia, I thought I was fat as fuck. And I thought that nobody wanted to see my body. And I thought that having a sweater on in the bright sunshine would hide it. Not very bold. How badly should I? Am I even putting this episode up is the real question. Me on the opposite side of the girl I thought was super cute. She's still super cute. It's fine. Um, I think she knew. I think she knows. I, yeah, she absolutely did know that I liked her. That's a story for another time. Uh, actually, that's a funny thing. That was me in her dorm. Uh, I think that night she plugged my eyebrows and painted my nails black. Not because I... Well, the, the eyebrow thing, that's kind of neat. But the the nail polish black... Um, it's like the cholo voice trying to get laid. Not fun. Hell yeah, you're putting it up. That would be the bold thing to do. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just don't know where it starts. There's no intro. Um, I might have to record an intro and just be like, hey guys, Sammy Gazelle's here. This is the intro to the show. I got real introspective for no reason. It starts out as a rave. Then it starts out as a concept that I once had to let out my innermost demons. Or thoughts. That baby is a fucking teenager now. My baby's a fucking teenager now. Love that kid. What is my cousin saying? Oh, he's not watching the show. Good. Uh, not bold. <laughs> this is bold. <laughs> this is me uh, pretending to be a Guido. We beating up the beat. That's why we say we're doing our fist pump. First, we start off by banging the ground. We're banging it as the beat builds. Because that beat's hitting us. We're fighting back. It's like we beat up that beat. <laughs> I wasn't into that whole look. But I thought it'd be funny. And it very much is funny to gel your hair back and pretend to do that. <laughs> Bold. Casa uh, Caliente. Ooh, first time I got bald. I had hair that time. Uh, we got hot it was bored. Me and my boy Rafa got bored and we went bald. Whether you post this or not, all I know is I'm catching your live streams as much as possible. I know you've been through some changes, but it's great to see that some things don't change. You seem like just such a nice guy. I try to be. Our shows actually are pretty on format. Most of our shows. All of our shows are on format. We have some sort of format that we, we do. Um, this is very much not formatted. And the fact that I can ramble for two hours unprompted is pretty insane. And I did a half hour fucking gaming stream before I did that. I'm not, the Jersey Shore doesn't exist anymore. Trying to find more not bold picks. This is when I started having a little more confidence. I was in an organization called Hermanos Unidos. Still wearing a sweatshirt. Wasn't that hot that day. But I started feeling my oats a little bit. A uh, rare picture of me wearing shorts. <laughs> I just don't wear shorts or cargo pants. I don't know what that was about. Um, look at that handsome guy. A little more confidence. I cut out the girl of the picture I was in because I didn't want to think I was in a relationship with her. I believe it was Jessica. Uh, fedora Sammy. For these are the fedora times. The fedora times. Uh, I wore a suit every time I wore a fedora. So it was like. Still the fedora times, but 
I also threw up in that fedora. It's a long story. <laughs> I threw up in that fedora that night. There's me growing out my mustache for the first summer. Shout out to 10 years with the mustache as of last year. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, look at this guy feeling his oats, young man. But boldness grows, as you can see. As I, as I go along, boldness grows. Shout out to the homegirls. I'm getting more confident, bigger smiles. I'm feeling, I'm feeling myself a little bit. Um, playing with fucking Buster Swords and burning our readers. Um, just hanging with the homies. Graduating, Mr. Chingon, right? <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a story behind this picture that is behind a paywall. But that is a look, and I'll say this vaguely, of a satisfied man. Uh, let me see. Actually, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> All right. I'll just put it bluntly. Because um, TJ did this on air once before, and I'm going He's not there. Um, boldness. You want to talk about boldness? I like this being bold, honestly. Like, just doing shit I would never do. This guy, Captain America Shield. This was during uh, Relay for Life. Super cool with the hermanas, super dope. This guy never got laid, not once. Virgin at the time. This guy, this this guy got some. That guy, that guy fucks. Hey, what do you know? First time I met this guy, who looks the fucking same ten years, fifteen years later. God damn it. Yeah, look at look at this guy. Look at this confidence. That's where I started. 2013, and I'm still kind of a joker, but I'm getting more bold. You know, I, I'm starting to get a little of my swagger back. Look at this douche, beard growing out. Look at that the fuck boy eyes. Come on, Otterbox case, shit. And then the excellence shows up. Look at this fucking idiot. 2015. That shirt I made myself. Don't have the rights to it, but that shirt is fucking tight. Boldness, guys. Boldness. Fucking Darth Vader. I'm not always bold. But you don't always have to be bold to be bold. There isn't just people doing fucking great feats all the time talking about, I am so bold all the time. Hmm. I think it's a practice. You have to do it occasionally. Keep it up. Keep being strong. Keep being uh, holding to your guns. Supporting people that are less fortunate than you. And uplifting them. That's real boldness. Nice pictures, they say. The picture of you and Corey is really nice. It's a good picture. Both look really fucking good. You know. I don't think I, there's any more colors left. I think it circles back to red. So I think that's the end of the show. It's been two hours. So technically we don't even have to do a show Saturday because I think some of you are saying this is good enough to go up. Who knows? Maybe it's audio only. Maybe I put up the video. Who Nose. I didn't say anything too incriminating. 
it is a little morose for the Mexilence. It's a little darker. Literally darker. There's no lights. <laughs> uh, but it's not morbid. Yeah, uh, some parts are. Talking about fucking Paul Bears. And not the wrestler. Uh, coach. Ooh, ooh. That Paul Bear. Hope you do more of these shows. Especially late at night. It's perfect for someone like me who just wants to kick back and listen to music and reflect on life. Man, I don't want to do that. <laughs> if I reflect on life, I get sad. But as we mentioned, as we always mention, as we always mention, what happened here? I think it died. Oh, there we go. As we always mention, it's okay to be sad. That was kind of cool the way the timing was. What if this <laughs> what if this show was Be Sad with Sammy Gonzalez? <laughs> Not even the excellent Sammy Gonzalez. Me. I think what's funny about this show. I think what's funny is that this is not the excellence. I think what's funny is that this is Sam Gonzalez. So not Sammy, Sam. Sammy's a stage name. If you didn't know. My friends call me Sam. Girls call me Sammy. At least in college they did. Fans call me Sammy because I call myself Sammy Gonzalez on the show. Government calls me Samuel and my mom when I'm in trouble. Call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> call me the excellence. That's why I've been for eight years. And people agreed to call me that because I called myself that. It's pretty weird. I've created this whole persona to shield myself from any um, criticism or maybe just protect myself with a coding of character. But this isn't that guy. And I love that guy. The excellence is fucking dope. He's afforded me a lot of opportunities that I've been able to take advantage of and see things I've never seen and done things I've never done. Mexilence is fucking tight. I don't think a lot of people know who Sam is. And it might be time that you do. 